Nick, uh, it's so funny because it's so funny because in in the history of Zen bitch slap, we wanted to avoid all questions as much as possible, and now this venue, you need questions because it's difficult uh, to get a. You need the pump doesn't get primed by looking at a screen. Because this looks like that old show, Hollywood Squares. It does. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get serious with it, really. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch, yeah, yeah. Brady Bunch. So, I want to share something that Pat shared the other day about, uh, because people get confused about the, the use of self because in some uh, venues, self means everything and all, yeah? It's a large, a capital S, but I, I'm coming from recovery where self is a small s, and for me it represents an act of, it's actually, it, self doesn't represent anything, it's selfing. Yeah. Oh, what happens? Sorry, I have. I... Maybe it's just the computer. So, the so the idea of self in let's how Ramana Maharshi would put it. I don't know how he meant what he meant by it, but it would be the all and the everything and the all and the nothing, whatever. And then this, how we use selfing is, or the idea of self, is the attribution of doing, feeling, tasting touching, seeing, thinking to a body. So the body represents the claiming of those activities. So the so when those activities are claimed, there's an image that arises and that's of a body. Yeah. And so the body gives a continuum to the story of selfing, which is the selfing when it claims an action it implies an in a historical actor. It's so incredible, really. So it takes one action, and when it claims the action to imply an actor, the actor is implied to be historical. There's a feeling, the sense of self is, part of it is a sense of time, yeah? So now you feel as if you've been Kristen your whole life, and then you also feel a projection that you're going to be Christian your whole life. That's how, the, the, see, the bondage of self is just an inference, and then it gets, it gets weight and length by, by projecting historically, yeah? and it's all happening in a moment. It's not like, a, so we used to always use the example of there's consciousness and then there's bait. So let's say the mental state is sort of throwing chum out in the sea of consciousness. And then consciousness arises or becomes aware of the bait. And then when it becomes aware of the bait, something happens in a way where there's a claiming of being the one who's aware of the bait. And suddenly consciousness takes itself to be a fish. And not only a fish, that it's always been a fish. It's so incredibly fast, yeah, that over time I realized that there's no faster process than the process of selfing. 
So the whole world of trying to do yourself out of the doer, to me, is failed from the beginning. Yeah? Yes. So what's one to do? You, is everyone able to hear it? Oh, yes. All right. So, so the idea of selfing and self, uh, the capital S, is implying something that I would use the word mind for, M, the big M, mind. So a lot of times when we're sharing, we, we don't call uh, the selfing an aspect of mind, we call it an aspect of mental processing. Yeah, just to be clear, just to be clear about things. So it's uh, not, not that there's a, an objective to understand, but the but a misunderstanding can be a neutering yeah of the uh, from, of the message the understanding doesn't really do anything the misunderstanding can neuter it where a person will believe they understand and yet they'll still think they're going to do themselves into non-duality yeah it's just insane so So I wanted to read something tonight, shortly, and then you guys, if you like, just could ask some questions or just uh, share, all right? So it's from The Course in Miracles, and uh, it's pretty beat up, but here you go. Now to me, this is a very clear, can you hear me, everyone? All right, this is a very clear... Uh, in its direction of negation. It's not talking about what we are, it's talking about what we're not. Yeah? So it switches it where usually we're sitting in a meeting and people are trying to talk about what we are to what we're not. Yes? In this case, the Course in Miracles switches it and just talks to what we are about what we're not, not talk to what we're not about what we are. You all right? Yeah. All right, so here you go. It says here, oh yeah. It says, yet we have heard a very similar description. This is on page 468 of this book, if you're interested in it. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier. What was the description of what we're not, yeah? I say yeah to hopefully see if anyone's following. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. So the description that the Course of Miracles was presenting earlier was not of you. Yes? It was describing something other than you. Yeah? With the hopes that it would be describing something other than you to you. Yeah? Yeah. But still this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. The you being this you, can it, it's totally impossible, but it can seem to be possible through thought, yeah? So there is you, yeah? But this, but... Still this strange idea, which it does accurately describe you, meaning something that you are, things that are not yours, 
must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? So it's trying to describe the narration in one's head isn't directed to what we are. Yeah? It's being used to imply what you're not. Its target isn't going to what you are. Its target is to the mental apparition, yeah? To reinforce and to support it. It's not trying to convince something. It's trying to make something, yeah? Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you. Yeah. So to whom, to whom would seeing such as this, so self-centeredness, that, that, that sense, that way of looking, self-centeredness is sending its message to something, yeah? Not to you. So, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. So in this case, they're speaking about sight as awareness, yeah? And the awareness isn't dependent on the eyes that see the world. This, the seeing we're speaking about isn't vision. We're talking about seeing, but not vision, yeah? If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? It's not your vision. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's the whole point of sharing this all every day is to point out about what we're not. That's the whole point. If this is not your vision, that's the assumption, that's the invitation. We're talking about selfing. And selfing isn't, is about a you. It's not about you. It's about a you. It's manufactured. It's reinforced. So what would that be able to show you? It's not you. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it, it's incessant going on, is a beautiful quote-unquote reminder at all time during the day, I'm not that. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So if this is not your vision, what can it show to you? The brain cannot interpret, the brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. So what your vision sees cannot be interpreted by the brain. Yeah. This you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. Yeah. Are we seeing the brain interpreting? No. We hear the interpretation, yes? We're not seeing the interpreting. We're hearing the interpretation. And the interpretation, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So the interpretation or the narration of this living as seen as my life is interpreting all of it to the body. 
Why? Because the brain is the facilitating of it, and it's of the body. So that what we're relying on to speak of as to speak as me about me about you not as you is all interpreting everything to the body of which it is a part do you need to hear anything else they're not we're not saying i have a methodology to stop all this what we're saying is it can be held in a different way Instead of something that's driving you crazy, it can inform you, you're not that you that's being driven crazy. You see, the same information held in one way, in an ignorant way, reinforces that dis-ease, that agitation, that anxiety. Held in a different way, it reveals that we're not that anxiety, that disease, that discomfort. Yeah? We're not the one that's having all that. That's the beauty of it. Without the message, the interpretation will be taken as a fucking observation. Our perceptions will be taken to be real because they're of a real world. And if we're starting there, the trip is already tainted. You can, that's the whole point of non-duality. The whole point of non-duality to me is not a new way of getting out of what you're in. It's, it's a realization you're not in what you think you're in. Yeah? So then the drive to get out is um, removed. You lose interest in getting out of what you're not in. It's so beautiful because... It, and you don't have to keep doing it because you're not in. <laughs> See, if, if it was, I'm still in, but right now I'm out, then the fear of going back in would constantly hover around, which would agitate this, the narration. But this message is, no, the relief that people think you have by being in the moment doesn't come from being in the moment. It comes from realizing you've never been out of a moment. Yeah. That's where it comes from. It's not like I've done a, you know, a heroic journey and I have now arrived at the in the moment. And then when someone believes they've arrived in the moment, the next thing they hope for, when's it going to stabilize? When am I always going to be in the moment? Well, it's never going to stabilize for that movement, but it stabilized before the movement. <laughs> not because... You've done something heroic and gotten into the moment forever. You can't be out of the moment. <laughs> That's the whole logic of non-duality from A to Z. You finally escape by the wisdom of realizing there's no escape from an imaginary place. That's the escape. The wisdom of, the, of no escape is... You realize there's nowhere to escape from, so now you look like you've escaped, but you never it wasn't produced by escaping. It was it, it's it's not even produced because it's always been available at all times. Yeah. <laughs>
that pressure of having to be vigilant that has you have to be witnessing and watching all day and mindful always comes in those paths that has no place in non-duality. There's no vigilance in non-duality. <laughs> there isn't. There's relaxed obviousness. Yeah, you've come to a conclusion that reinforces itself because it's on the money finally. Yeah. And now blue is blue and red is red and green is green and it's indisputable. And then the whole something, a certain amount of significant air is taken out of the whole thing. Yeah. And now you realize that's why I was never successful. I was trying to get out of what I'm not in. <laughs> and its unsuccessfulness was trying to show me that. Yet I didn't have the eyes to see until I heard a message. And then I could see it. And it was like, oh, that's why. It explained everything in a freaking flash. That's why. It wasn't I didn't, I should have kissed the feet longer or I should have taken a six month retreat. I definitely should have taken a vow, you know. A lay Buddhism just wasn't cutting it. I should have vowed and taken a robe. No, it had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So this goes on and on. I want to read this. I'm doing this for myself, really. I like this part. My favorite things. So the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. It's a beautiful statement. But what it says you cannot understand Yet you have listened to it, like for 50 years. And long and hard you try to understand its messages. Yeah, you have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. Mm. You have received no messages at all you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. It can narrate, yeah but it can't communicate. Think then what happens. I, I, I'd uh, jump over the think, don't go there, just then what happens. Denying what you are, this is beautiful, beautiful, because no one sitting here thinks they're denying what they are. Yeah, if you stop anyone during the day and say, are you denying what you are? No, they're probably thinking they're reinforcing it. They're promoting it, yeah? But here he says, denying what, we, what you are. See, we don't see that, but here it is. And firm in faith that you are something else. Yeah, I would say you could switch it and say, firm in faith that you are something else is the denial of what you are, yeah? So if there's faith in the narration, if you can't, if there's a constant devotion to that which you're not, that devotion to that which you're not is the denial of what you are. Yeah. It's just a dualistic movement. It's in its essence. There's a firm in faith in what you're not is the denial of what you are. So how do you believe that that which you're not, that you have complete faith in, is going to 
come start from here and and arrive at what you already what you are because you're already that so denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else there's something else that you have made to be yourself i mean you can't be any clearer than this yeah this something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight we call it self-centeredness yeah so the way i seem to look the action figures i see i look at everything and how it pertains to me really that's how it goes so when someone says they had a problem i all i remember is the problem i had or if they start talking about their mother i think about my mother and start talking yes it's always constantly seeing as how, how it pertains to me, the me that you're not. Something else that you have, so denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight, yeah? Yet it must be this something else. I see, I've lost the page. It must be this something else that sees and as not you. Yeah. See, it's not denying the looking. It's denying who is it that's looking. Yeah. Not denying. It's negating it. It's saying this something else that sees and as not you explains its sight to you. Your vision, of course, would render this quite unnecessary, but at that point, that vision, yeah, that's independent of these eyes, isn't being acknowledged. That vision is what is what's driving the, the looking, yeah? So we're using the seeing to look for something. And it gets so weird, you'll be using the seeing to look for the seeing. If your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen. Now you do. I mean, I hope the product that we've been living under for all these years has led us to be a little suspicious of that which is yapping because obviously look we're here in recovery we have a statement and it's an observational statement self can't get out of self why is that because what you're not can't get out of what you're not as what you're not. The getting out of what you're not is inherently available. You're not in it. So you get out by realizing you're not in. And when you realize you're not in, it tells you you've never been in, nor will you ever be in. And it doesn't matter how it looks or how big it is or how small it is, it, it doesn't change the fact of you're not that. Yeah. Not even a little. 
So, all right, well, let's have questions. Eh? To me, I love this statement. I ran into this little chapter. I use it for years now, this segment, because it's one of the, it's like the, it's like page one of the manual of negation. You know, it's just beautiful. It just describes what's exactly happening that we're seemingly unaware of. Yeah. And then we're worried about all this other stuff, but the basis that we're living from is in question. Yeah. All right. Any questions? The guy's still outside, honey? Rob Maui. No, I left. Rob Maui. Yeah, I think it was like when you were talking about what Ramana said about pre-assuming. Can you talk about that a little bit? The presupposing, yes. Yeah, presupposing. Well, that was the presupposing of a non-existent thing. What's the presupposing of the non-existent thing? Wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. If that's the situation, which is sort of what these were saying here, there's a denial of what you are by the affirming of what you're not, yeah? So the, pre the non-existent thing now is taken to be the existing no-thing, yeah? And now that existing no-thing, which is inherently free, seemingly identified as the non-existent thing, wants freaking salvation. Now the ignorance is, the salvation is from the non-existent thing, meaning it's always available at all times, but it wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing by being identified, yeah? So suddenly now, the non-existent thing is used to look for the, yes, to look for itself as something other than itself. So it says, if this is the case, then your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Now, if you would say, without the first sentence, if you would say your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? No, it would go nowhere. Yeah, it's built on the first statement. Why the first statement is what makes the second statement so freaking perfect. Yeah, is because of the identification as what you're not. Yeah, that's why the spiritual practices being done and used by what you're not is not is going to fail you. All you're going to arrive, every place you arrive at is going to be neutered by the one who arrives there. Yeah. So the first statement is, is stated, it's the first statement is first, and, and it explains why your spiritual practices aren't working. <laughs> it just tells us beautifully. Now, most of us experience the spiritual practices not working, but we don't understand why. So the self-centeredness uses it to beat oneself up. I should have stayed longer at the fucking temple. I should have meditated longer. I should have gave more money. I should have done more service, yes? And so now, instead of seeing the futility of it, we just add more to it. So instead of a weekend retreat, I'm going to do a three-month retreat. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to move over to Thailand. I'm going to 
but whatever, yeah? And it will be more, 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 more. All the while, the fault won't be seen in the system, it'll be put on you. You just haven't done enough, yeah? But all of that is so confusing unless you hear the first sentence, which is there's this presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. That's, that's the understanding of the second part. The second part is an observation that's been completely misunderstood. Now, and hopefully it still has value because after 15 years, you come to non-duality and then suddenly you understand why things weren't working because it was you trying to work it, yeah? It's so beautiful. And maybe it, it produces more of an impact because you did do for 15 years, come to your conclusions that you weren't enough, you're not a good spiritual seeker, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, to try to rationalize why the spiritual practices weren't working when the solution, the understanding was right before that, that sentence, yeah? Because what you're not has been trying to get out of what you're not, as what you're not. <laughs> That's why the more you use the tools to get out, the deeper the hole you're in. What? Yeah. And hopefully, to me, we call it putting out spiritual shoes, and this is one of them. If they fit, you wear it. So when I heard this, I felt, wait a minute, that explained all those years of persecuting myself, I should have meditated 15 hours a day. I remember a guy in Boston came and he had been at some group and they said, if you stood like this for 17, 16 minutes, something, you would, something would happen. And the guy couldn't hold it. And so he asked me, what should I have done? I said, you should have stood for 18 minutes. 18 minutes would have done it. 21 minutes would have done it. Yes, on and on and on. It's like the carrot in front of the fucking horse. The explanation is right there. That's the observation to reinforce the explanation. The explanation is, hey, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. So when something happens, yeah, that when there's an action, the mental state arises to claim the action to imply the actor, which happens after, yes? But then that suddenly, the actor is presupposed, so it's, it's, it's assumed to be before all the verbing. There you go. You don't have to go through each noun and verb. It just explains noun and verb. Yeah? The verbing gets claimed to imply a noun. The noun is presupposed before the verbing. So now you think you have a lot to do with a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. And especially in my own experience in recovery, the unbelievable stretch of the mental state to be able to claim the behaviors I did while under the influence and to keep saying they were mine and I chose them is so fucking absurd through an observation. People, when, they come, when they're addicted to something, they feel possessed or they feel like something's taking them over because something has. Yeah, and then you're left to hold the, you know, the, 
you get left to hold the bag and the mental state is state is still churning out doership and ownership of shit that you that's the thing I really see the most in my own community, which I really flips me out. There's no relief from any actions if you're the doer of all actions. The doer of all actions is going to, you're going to be stuck with all those behaviors and there's going to be a judgment of which were good and which were bad and you will be convicted and sentenced and tried in your own mental court. And you're not gonna get probation, you're not gonna get parole, you're just gonna do out your fucking sentence. The freedom is before all this. That's why you can't just, everyone has the observations, we're just trying to fit a clear understanding of why those observations are the way they are, yeah? Why does self, how, why can't self get out of self? Because you're not. <laughs> That's why. How can a product of a system transcend the system that's making it? Now is there a hand up? I don't see where. You don't, you don't see Randy have some box. It doesn't. No, I don't see. Oh yeah. Just Randy's. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're underneath uh, some freaking thing there. Oh geez. yeah. Randy, how are you? Oh, I'm not bad. Um, you're not on a carpet today. That's good. <laughs> I. The, who knows what it looks like. The bystanders, but uh, yeah, thanks for noticing. You look like you're vertical today. Um, That's good. The, I, I wanted to point out, yeah, the phone. Well, um, the most, the most obvious manifestation of uh, the self-centered view that I've seen in, in these Zoom meetings. It's not just this one, but it's it's anything that's similar. Is uh, it's set up so that when I'm watching you on video, it always has the the video the picture of me somewhere on the screen, uh, either in the little inset or whatever. And I've been watching how the the whatever you call it, the vision or the sight, always goes to to me. Even even though you're talking, you're you're presenting, it always goes to me just sitting here. <laughs> and, um, I thought that's, that, that's funny and it, 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 it's interesting, but I guess it's like, I'm curious at, at, at which point the, the, the self-centeredness, the, the commentary about that becomes more of the same. Uh, and that gets, you know, it's tricky. It's, it's fun to notice, but then as soon as it's like, oh, why is that happening? And, well, the thing is you lose interest in that. And so let's say the screen will be more of not you than you. You'll get a more, your box will get smaller and smaller, first of all. But it's, that's not necessary. You just see you're not that, yeah? You're not that tendency to self-center. You're not that. 
Now, maybe if it's so extreme, it would be helpful for the action figure to get out of self a little bit. But in fact, you're not that. Yeah. So you lose interest in it. And it's amazing uh, how things change when you're not interested in changing them. Really, it's amazing. When you finally give up the ghost, things rearrange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all part of the traveling lighter. The traveling lighter is see certain some of these ideas worked or whatever triggered some things, and then you observe shifts in interest and attention, basically. So some it seems like something took all the cards back in the deck and now is dealing them differently. Yeah. Just sucked in and now, and then you observe, Hey, things have changed without me changing anything. Yeah. And then you're on to something because you're wanting to change. Everything is the problem. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So that's, you lose interest in that mechanism because you've got a deep, deep sense of how failed it is. And then that becomes quite successful to see the system as failed while it's failing you. That's its success. Yeah. Like it says, what can a failed system show you? It's failed. That's the beauty of it. So now you lose interest in this whole, the mechanism of that system and you gain interest other where, I don't know, find out, you'll find out. Yeah. And then, yeah, then you realize, oh, everything seems to be kept bringing back this direction. So what? It's the programming. Yeah. Just like people. So what? It's the same thing. Like people are trying to have a, a weak course of, you have no self-will and what's taken itself to be the hero of that is the body action figure. It's not going to go anywhere. The action figures programming is it has self-will. <laughs> Why waste time convincing it that it doesn't just know you're not that. Yeah. And then you'll observe how, how true it is that it has no self-will. You'll observe it. It's not going to get it. You'll observe it. Yeah. I did it once. I used to, when I was introduced to the Course in Miracles, I knew it had to do with the body. <laughs> the body was the obscuring agent, you know? So I, we did this, there was a lesson that I used to chant pretty much, which is, I am not a body. I am free because I'm just as God created me or something. And I would chant it like every day. But I didn't realize that what was what was <laughs> taking itself to be the chanter of it was the body. So it was the body chanting. It's not a body, which was reinforcing the body. Spent three days <laughs> doing exactly what he said. Try, your spiritual practices are, are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah, I saw it. I wore the shoe and it fit. I saw most of my behaviors was exactly that. I was trying to get out of me as me. <laughs> so I've never chanted I'm not a body ever since. 
<laughs> there is a distinct difference. The action figure called Paul has its world, has its little meaning. Yeah. It's reached its highest level. <laughs> it's seen that it's not the cause of all. It's seen that though it wants to travel lighter, its own attempt to do that is heavy. Yeah, it's realized in and of itself, it's a failed system. Yeah, it let it catch up to itself and it's done. Yeah. What, what it does doesn't mean I'm doing it. Yeah. That which I am doesn't need to go to there is no self-will meetings. <laughs> it's, it's obvious. That which thinks it has self-will is going to reinforce it because it made a decision to go to the fucking no self-will meeting. Yeah? Another same thing with faith. People go, I don't have any faith. That's faith. Yeah? There's not a moment that there isn't faith. Mind, mind manifesting here is faith. Yeah. And faith is going to manifest in the vehicle it's put in. There you go. Yeah. So... There's a lot of faith in this vehicle, first of all. That, and the faith is that this vehicle, if it can't arrive at the truth, it can definitely block me off from the truth. Yeah? It's going to be relevant any way you look at it. It's either going to be the one that's going to, I've got to purify this, I've got to work this, I've got to get it super clear, very, very calm, fucking equanimity, loving gaze, everything like that. Or... Fuck it. And if I don't do anything, it's going to obscure the truth for me. So it all it, it gets relevance, no matter how I move, it, it gains relevance in it. Just see it. Yeah. We're trying, we're attempting at these talks, we're attempting to describe like I read here. And we're also attempting to to point out why it is, yeah? We give it, the talks give a basic, like lunchbox sort of understanding. All right, here's the bologna sandwiches you've been going to school every day with, and now the reason why they haven't been that satisfying. <laughs> yeah? Instead of, because you already have the experience, I hate fucking bologna sandwiches, but there's gonna be an understanding because when you hate bologna sandwiches, what you're gonna do is try to get ham sandwiches. You're gonna continue with the sandwiches on and on and on. We're attempting to go underneath there, yeah? And say, the, if there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing to be you, that's the beginning of the whole fucking shenanigans, yeah? If you see you're not that, it cuts you off from having to learn by observing everything failing. You see you're not that. That's, that's it, yeah? 
If I'm not the priest, if I'm not that non-existent thing, I must be what? You'll find out. You can't find out by it, but you find out by negating it, yeah? So you finally negate what you're not, and then there's a finding out of what you are, and it's more like an intimacy. You can't have an experience or or know you because you're being it, but you can almost get like a little out of the side thing. You'll get a glimpse here and there. You'll sense it, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I got introduced to this, that little thing I read. It's key, it produces avalanches every time I read it. Every time I read it, there's a huge rumbling and a stumbling of, of these mental mountains and they once again just collapse. <clears throat> just like everyone I use. Why do you think I use these statements for Hoang Po? They trigger a huge amount of uh, avalanche, yeah? Like whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Do you, do you think, would you just rush and get to the next page? I mean, there it is. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. All right? Now, obviously, this thing that's being perceived has, inf has been inferred as the one who's perceiving, hasn't it? Yes or no? Is that your observation? That which, is, yes. that which can be perceived it has taken itself, or something has taken itself to be that which is perceiving. He just, he just took out the girders from that. Yeah? yeah He's basically uh, saying whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Hmm? Hmm? That, that's a perfect example with the Zoom meeting is when, when my picture is on the screen, I think that is exactly it. It's, I'm, I'm, whatever that picture is, is I'm, that is the one that is not only, not only listening, but responsible for, for catching and receiving properly understanding the message. Like, yes, oh, and, that's, and that's, what, that's an example of what we're talking about. And it's all right, all you do is see that. It doesn't move you to, a, it's not a call to arms. When you see that, it's disarming because you're not that, yeah? There's no other, once you apply a solution to an imaginary problem, that's a bigger problem, yes? Yes. So you see it as what it is and it leads to realizing it's not you. But you see it as what it is. You see it. You see the self-centeredness, you see the whatever, this and that. And instead of, because it's held as you, trying to avoid it and deny it or hide it or try to make it better, you let it be exactly what it is because it ain't you, finally. And more gets revealed. More of what you're not gets revealed. Yeah. Re to what? To what you are. See, if the first step is off, just a tiny inch, not even one twentieth of an inch, and yet in time and space, you're going to take 300,000 steps, it's going to be a huge arc. Yeah? 
huge arc and there's no correcting it because it, that correction is going to still have the one eighth of an inch. So you're going to try to, and it's going to go that way. So it goes this way and then you, and then this way. Yeah. You see, you see, you're not that. And then, and then, and then you'll hear the sounds of the dominoes, and then see what happens. Yeah, you'll get us. Something's going to come through. There's going to be an observation, and there's going to be a distinct shifting underneath the action figure, not by the action figure, but underneath it. So it's like going to come through the action figure and the action figure is very, very clear. It has nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. It's put into a state of humility because it's, it's ability to claim can't get before this. It just realizes and then it honors something. It honors something. Yeah. And it finally, it deeply, deeply is moved by I'm, it's my vested interest that clouds everything. Yeah. My wanting to know is the, is, is the self-knowledge that avails me nothing. It can't, you realize this. And then there's a, of course to it, it's like a rude awakening, but it's a wonderful, wonderful day. Yeah. Cause then Paul can have his little freaking <laughs> daily dramas going on. They, they pile up, they're met, and then they drop, and then in a half hour, it's like they never happened. And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And everything comes and goes, yet, it, but always through that which doesn't come and go. And you get a sense of it, finally a sense. Not reading it, not trying to study it, but a sense of it, like tactile. To me, that's... That's when it becomes super okay to that which takes it to be not okay. Like the mental state and the action figure wants to get a move on, wants to start accruing some value, wants to do this. And maybe life and that day doesn't have that in store for you and you're appropriate. You, like we say in AA, you learn or you start expressing, you didn't learn it, you express it. The, that you fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you all day. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so solid on this because this worked. The message and the direction worked. The, neg the negation of what you're not. At that, at that conception moment, there's only, there's not 8,000 different, uh, options there's there's very clearly there's a either the denial of what you are yeah by the by having faith in what you're not or seeing what you're not from what you are yeah that's at the beginning that's not at the 800 move we're going back to the causes and conditions and then see hey oh all of this is based on this. Let's see if this is true. If it ain't, things can be rearranged, can be reconfigured. Yeah.
or we say in AA, perhaps there's a better way. You'll have a you'll have a a new freedom and a new happiness, not a revamped, regurgitated old freedom and old happiness, but a new one. And it'll be freedom from self, not for self or as self, but from it. And what that freedom looks like is lack of interest, really and a gaining of interest in other no things, let's say, but a lack of interest in that obsessive narration. Yeah. Any, uh, oh, there's a couple of hands. Gary? And then Julia is here again, uh, is Kiever or someone? All right. Hey, Gary. Gary? Yeah. Hi, Paul. Where are you? I, I... Oh, I see you. You're the recovery person. Yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking not tonight because as you're talking, I'm thinking I get the picture that it it's sort of like I'm I'm standing in the kitchen having a nice morning, you know, drinking coffee, looking out the window, and this narration is like a TV set running its commentary about all the terrible news in the world, and. I can either go to that TV set and be like all upset about the latest terrible news, and that becomes a, like a sense of my selfing that, that, that I feel stuck in, or I can realize that it's just news, it's not about me, it, and I can stand in the window and drink my coffee and look out there and see the birds chirping in the you know, the, the, it, it seems that that was the image that came to me. It's like that is a, that's a representation of that choice you're talking about in being able to see that, that that's just that's not me. That's an that's a commentary that somebody else made up in you know and yes. NBC or someplace. Yes. So, but see, work. those two, those just to riff on this, those two are uh, expre two expressions. The idea of you producing one or the other of those expressions is what we're talking about. You're not that, yeah? You're not that. You're not the one that's chirping the window or the one who's fucking listening to the commentary. That's how that listening to the birds chirp in the window have more of a possibility of being available a lot more, yeah? Is that you see there's you're not one or the other, yeah? Hmm? I can't hear that one. It's not me. Yeah. But you see, Gary, so let's say if there's a there's an interest that I would like to be more listening to the thing and da 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 and the birds. Yeah. The identification as either of those positions is gonna there's gonna be a, a there's gonna be a very, very small chance you're gonna be listening to the birds. <laughs> if you lose interest in the person that could be doing either of them, I bet you there's going to be a lot more expression of you being a person listening to the birds and not following the commentary. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. It sounds like a non-choice. 
Exactly. It's a non-choice. It's an expression of the freedom of non-choice. <laughs> but if you looked at it, it's sort of like the law of probability. The casino never loses, yes? Yeah? In this case, <laughs> if you give up the desire to win, you start winning more. Yeah, in a sense, right? It's a weird thing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope I, it's such a, I'd love to be able to express it so clearer, but all right, there's two possibilities. Basically, I could be at home in the morning listening to the commentary or whatever, or be free of that somewhat, listening to the birds or this or that. But the one per the person, the idea of being a person who wants that to be the result is probably the biggest deterrent of that result occurring. <laughs> this is the this is the understanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you lose interest, let's say in selfing, and then you lose interest in Paul, you don't lose interest completely, but you lose interest. What happens is over time you'll observe, hey, that Paul is able to listen to the birds a lot more <laughs> and not be driven by the commentary. Now, the Paul that I'm not was trying for years to be the person listening to the birds, not listening to the commentary. I, but some reason it didn't work. <laughs> but now that I've lost interest in Paul, I observe that Paul can seem to listen to the birds a lot and not be and not be directed by the commentary. Who would have thunk? Yeah. You see, though, the observation is, yeah, that which I really wanted is happening, but it wasn't done by Paul. <laughs> I lost interest in Paul, and in losing interest in Paul, Paul has the ability to be available now, yeah, to what's happening, and it has an immunity to what's not happening, where in the past, it completely dwelled in what's not happening, yeah, yeah, and when people would tell me, well, you should just stop, I would say, well, if I could have, I would have a long time ago, or just knock it off. If I could have, I would have. But now I experience a lot of shits knocked off. But I, it didn't get, it didn't, that didn't become the norm by me wanting it and working on it. It became the norm, well, I just observed it, but it became the way it was on the message, on the message I'm sharing, not on doing anything, but losing interest in being the doer. Yeah? That's the, that's the miracle of it. It's sort of like in AA, we used to say, you know, people come in in the beginning and they're bitching and they go on for 30 minutes about their situation. And you go, yeah, you're fucked, you know, after listening. 
I mean, you got three cases, they took your kids. And so what happens is after 30 minutes of someone sharing, what do you say to them? Go to a meeting. And they go, what do you mean? I don't have a place to stay. My three kids are in court. Go to a meeting. It doesn't make sense, yeah, because it looks like you're not directly attacking what you think the problem is. But that's the solution. Yeah. This logic is something you don't have. You see it express. So it gets to D, not by A, B, and C. It goes J, Z to D, yeah? Now D is, what is, is, that's what you've been looking for, but you've been looking for it based on A, B, C is going to take me to D. It doesn't. You can't, all the, you know, after the equal sign of the equations, you have all these equations and you want this, like ease and comfort. And yet the equations don't seem to work. So you keep changing the two numbers with the, and then the equal and it still doesn't work because you're living because the whole mathematics we're practicing is the primary number is one. Yeah, we don't see the one being added to the first two numbers doesn't equal ease and comfort. It equals concern of will I be easy and comfortable tomorrow? Yeah. So what happens if you're not the primary number one, maybe the primary number is zero. And now zero with the two things equals ease and comfort, equals peace and serenity, equals being of service, equals a lot of things. Jesus, wasn't you didn't keep changing the two numbers doesn't do it. You changed the primary number. One, zero. Now you don't even change it because one is an imaginary idea. It doesn't have to be changed. You just see that it's an imaginary idea and then zero has always been the number. And now zero put in front of the first two numbers equals what? A new freedom and a new happiness. Uh, and the ability to hear the birds all day. Not to worry about money going out today. Tons of money to fix a car and everything like that. And knowing you're taken care of. That didn't come from one, the two numbers. It came from zero. Yeah? That's what we're sharing. And I'm stoked as much as I ever been. See, that's the beauty of it. This thing is, it just... It just feeds itself because you're on to something finally, you know, finally, you know, I've had two solutions in this life. One was for the action figure, which was sobriety. I got struck sober and I've been sober now for 32 years and the desire to get loaded or to escape was removed. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never had a strong thought about drinking or using ever for 32 years. And then non-duality was the second idea that's worthy of the term solution. And it's even, it's more incredible because when non-duality becomes the solution, it disappears like that because the solution informs you the problem is imaginary. So there's no need for a solution. That's how beautiful it is. You throw that out. Yeah. And now you are there 
where it's always available at all times, right where you are with no requirement necessary. You cut out all the other possibilities. What? Do someone muted? Am I muted? No, no. Julia is giving me something, whatever. Is it the hair? She's next. Oh, you're next. All right. Yeah, let's ask Julia. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you were muted. I was, was I? Yeah, don't okay. try to understand. You're not that which tries to understand. <laughs> well, that's that's all that's happening is is wanting to figure shit out still. That's right. You're not that, thank God. Really, something the machinery wants to figure things out. That's part of its programming. Yeah. You know, if you if you jump in, if you. <laughs> What is that thing? It, it's reaction is is response based, yeah. So when she, when you go there, it triggers it. It's sort of like a light sensor. As soon as you fall for it, then the whole fucking stage appears. Now you're you're believing you're the one who's going to do yourself into not wanting to try, whatever, yeah. You've yeah. been through all that. It's done. Move to the next phase, which is. Yeah. Yeah, we were hoping. Like, we <laughs> We've been hoping. You have, why not? Just, you know, I mean, I go to recovery meetings and I go and no one needs to do any more research. We have, everyone has enough evidence completely to, to come to a sober assessment that you're screwed or whatever. I mean, you don't need to, 
keep going back to, you know? Okay? Yeah. About this. I love it. Well, there you go. Then you'd be crazy not to be tuning in. Well, I, I sometimes hear, then, then you hear like some people will say something like, wait a minute, why are you here? You're still seeking, aren't you? Ah, oh, come on. Yeah. 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 Yes, I guess so. Hey, you know, how many, how few things do we find that we enjoy? You want to take that away from you? When people call me and they go, I really like what you have to say. And, uh, and what do you think about, well, I said, if you really like what I have to say, then come and see me say it more, you know. <laughs> really, if that was the case. I mean, when I was young, you know, I had an idea of Ramana Maharshi or Ramesh Balsakar, and I went to India and saw them, you know, completed the mission. I didn't think, should I go to see them? I just went because I was interested in it. Yeah. Now, a way is certain things can have gone overboard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I was going to go somewhere. I'm not. I'm going to refrain. I'm going to uh, take the fifth. Yeah. I may incriminate myself if I say anything else. So. Any, uh... Let's move to Randy, Randy again. And we'll be back, Julia. Take it easy. You're in good company. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for uh, somebody else to raise their hand, but I didn't see that. So here I am again. Oh, Randy, number two. All right. Yeah, but uh, I'm horizontal now. Oh, you are? That's <laughs> good. So many, lots of possibilities in this Zoom format. Yeah, yeah. Cindy and Mike have a, a blue jay as their picture. Robert Bates is there. Coco, are you there? No. All right. All right, Randy, you have another question? Celia, you look very comfortable. Yes, I am. Sorry, Paul. Yes, I am. Oh, I Coco. Because of Barbary. Oh, Barbary. Yeah, the dog. Yes, I see it. That would have been weird if his mouth started moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy, you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah, there, there's, there was absolutely uh, something that I wanted to bring up, which was, it doesn't, didn't need to be right now, but nobody else was raising their hand or anything. Um, you, you brought up before, uh, not tonight, but uh, you brought up the, the Pashna retreat those 10 day or more yeah. than 10 day uh, silent retreats. And um, bear with me while I try to get this focus. <laughs> um, there's something that that uh, claims to be and on some level, those retreats deliver in in the sense of being um, scientific, like quote, quote marks scientific. Yeah. Where by the by by when you really get into those deep states or those retreats, there's you really it's they, they pass it off as like a, a surgical operation of the mind or whatever. You really untangle yourself. You really start to whatever you, you know. I've, I've definitely had my experiences with that. And then you know the the whole the tree of of implications that branches out of that. Uh, mixed with what they tell you explicitly, like this is the path to liberation, 
you know, be persistent and diligent and, you know, like the, the Gwenka voice, you know, it's very, very authoritative. Like, wow, this, this, this is really something here. And um, that was something that really struck me at some point when I started listening to you was, was that whole dualistic nature of, of being immersed in a, you know, whatever it is, day seven or eight of that retreat compared to when you're, I don't know, sitting on the toilet at work <laughs> and you're not at the retreat. And it's, and it's um, not really, a, a, it, it, it struck me on some level because it's like, well, how could that be true that um, there's that almost scientific element of these retreats in particular where it really seems like, well, if you do cut off the external stimulus, if you really go deep, you'll, you'll find something there. It touches you, it changes your life, and brings you out of habit patterns and whatever. And then, um, and then on the other hand, there's the there's the, the Zen bitch slap, which is like, stop it, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's it's in a, in a sense, it's almost then equally as impactful. Where I could see, and, and I've seen it happen in other in other people who who I care about a lot. I've seen it happen where they become in this whirlpool where it's like, yeah, well, we need to go, we need to keep going back to this retreat. Yes, yes, and yes. It's almost like, it's almost like four else. On some level, there's that almost like a threat. And it's like, well, there's something to that, but at the same time, it's a little bit possessive, you know, it's like you start to, the, the Dhamma becomes an ideology and, and, uh, Yes. It becomes a little strange, dogmatic. Well, yeah. Well, that's what we see. I have no, I have no opinion on any of that. I'm just trying to put out some warnings of what may be happening while you're there. Yeah, there'll be a claiming of being the one who's meditating. Yeah, and the meditating will Absolutely. reinforce the Absolutely. meditator. Now, to me, let's say I found you know there's the emotional aspect, brain, body, these retreats, meditation can be very helpful to all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But let's say if I have like high blood pressure, then it's good to meditate maybe 10 minutes. If I'm meditating 13 hours a day, I got to believe I'm going somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm believing I'm going somewhere through this process. And I um, you something's happening with your thing, but so there's the thing is is uh, all I care about is to be aware of by the sentences we speak to the secondary sentence of why is it that now I seem to be enslaved to going on to these retreats, yeah. And they're not explained there because your, your explanation will be self-centered. So somehow you'll be blaming yourself for something. The, the explanation is the sentence before. Yeah. So we're attempting to, a lot of people only are involved in that one sentence. We're attempting to put the sentence before in place, almost like a warning. So like, a, like on a cigarette pack, there'd be a warning to your spiritual health. Yeah. And so, okay, so that when these things arise, I know a guy who's gone to 135 10 day retreats. 
That's a lot of freaking 10 day retreats. Now, I mean, they can't love that food that much, you know. So, so, so this, the idea is uh, just to see the mechanism of whatever is happening and there's a consciousness of that, there's going to be a claiming of that happening to imply the one, yeah? And it doesn't matter, it doesn't stop based on the venue you're at. It doesn't stop because you're on a temple at 11,000 feet. It doesn't, it's, it's not worse when it's in Hoboken, New Jersey. It's just a mechanism. Wherever you seem to be, there you are. Yes? And if someone hears that message and they look at what was going on in their meditation practice, they may come to a conclusion that's exactly what was happening. And one of the things they may observe in the next few weeks is they lose interest in doing that stuff. Yeah? Yeah. They didn't, there wasn't a choice. It was a result. There was something that was seen, finally seen through, and then things are put to rest. And if I go to a doctor and he says, listen, Paul, you've got high blood pressure. It would be good for you to sit still for 15 minutes. I will sit still for 15 minutes. Is it me sitting still? No, but I'll be sitting still for 15 minutes. <laughs> but if I miss a session, I'm not going to be going over it and trying to make it up every fucking day, hour. Yeah, I'll just because I'm just living, living, living. Yeah. This is the point. When I was in spirituality, I thought there was there was some nobilities that spirituality had a built-in immunity to selfing, and it doesn't. Selfing will claim whatever you're doing in a spiritual atmosphere. Yeah? It'll claim to be the one who has the loving gaze. It'll claim to be the one who has the joy. Now that to me... Uh, That just diffuses, it diffused a lot of stuff. And I came to a conclusion that I'm not a, I have no interest in spirituality. Really. <laughs> I had an interest in getting out of me. That's what I had an interest in. And after drug addiction, after traveling, after tons of things didn't seem to work, I tried spirituality, just like an addict would try another drug. And I tried it. And I, and I gave it a pretty good shot, and I ran into a conclusion, I can't transcend an imaginary place. So I lost interest in all that, yeah? I didn't so, swear so, off, I just lost interest in it. And I, where, where I can tell that I still do have interest is when, when you say it's almost like you're living, and, and that's everybody just wants to live, I, I can sense that something that seems to intrude in my experience during those retreats was, well, I thought I was living outside of these retreats, but there was glimpses that I had during these retreats that this, this apparent living in, in normal life is, you know, whatever term they use at the retreats, you know, the, the sankaras, or it's like, well, I've been living a corrupted um, 
whatever. Oh, you drank the Kool-Aid, bro. You drank the Kool-Aid. I tasted it because that's what they the You may need to you may need to go to a a, a Zen Bishlap detox. If you feel like you really need to do something, do it, yeah? Well, there's a great area. That's a great area. See, I just love, I just love to uh, live in a point where there's, I don't have a need to do any of it. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> it saves me a lot of time and trouble. Gawenko was, he reminded me of Jabba the Hutt from the Star Wars. He had that uh, right, that guttural. I like him. I think it's one of the greatest things. I did. I did Goenka in uh, Australia, and I had tons of hallucinations and shit. It was awesome. And so what? I'd much rather be. I'd rather just be content and satisfied as a bassist during the day instead of trying to be super content and su super satisfied. I don't mind chanting. I mean, it was funny. A lot of the talks we do for a while there, I was attracting a lot of uh, kirtan. So I had people singing kirtan before the satsang. And, and then I'd walk up there and I'd say, okay, now the bad news. <laughs> but I have no problem with any of that. If you feel like you need to do something, do it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's it's almost that that scientific. Well, you'll know more if you do another ten day retreat. That should convince you. you I, know. Might go, I might go to one more. I have not been to one since I started listening to you. Oh, oh yeah. For a few years, but it's, it's there's still a curiosity there. Just do me a favor. Wear a Zen bitch slap shirt. Because <laughs> when people hit that point. Of being convinced, they'll you'll be the the advertising will be right there. <laughs> I, I've already I met a guy there who I introduced him to your videos because there's that that you know we look up when we're supposed to be silent and immersed during one of the, the breakfasts and we're just kind of making eye contact like what's going on here. <laughs> I introduced I introduced him to your videos. <laughs> Well, let's move, we're going to move on, Randy. I like you, so. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can do, you can mix them, you know, you can do both, bro. It's not like, you know, Coke and Pepsi. You can drink both of them. <laughs> yeah. There is uh, Dennis. Dennis? Dennis? Dimitri Raha. Hi. Where's Dennis? We have a can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Well, I'm there somewhere. You may be behind this big thing yeah, you are. Yeah, oh, I know, yeah. All right, Dennis. Yes, Dennis. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I've been listening to you a couple of years. And you, I don't know if you remember this or not, someone asked you about a sponsor in uh, Los Angeles, and you provided the name of a guy named Johnny. Yeah. Uh, my now. Oh, good, good. Yeah. He may well, need you as much as you need him. Well, we'll see about yeah. that. Yeah. 
question is this. I'm not really clear about what you mean by mental process, mental state, as opposed to mind, and how thoughts figure into that. Are thoughts part of the mental process? Yes. All right, so the mental process, the mental processes I'm, I'm using is thought, yeah? yeah, memory and perception. Okay. Yeah. So how does the mind differ from the mental state? It's not a mental state. Okay. Yeah. Yes, mental states are activities. Yeah and the mental processes. The mind is, to me, the mind is, uh, well, it doesn't matter, but it's just, it's not the mental processes, let's say that much, at least as an activity. Of course, mind is everything, but in the, in the world of activity, it's different than the mental process. Let's say mind would be intuitive thought, yeah? A sudden whack of recognition Mental process is repetition, yeah? Yeah. And you'll, after a while, you'll get a taste of it. Uh, I used to call it like horizontal downloads and vertical downloads. There's a different feeling, yeah. Yeah, and you can pick it up. You can, after you get a, a taste of a couple of times them, you'll see that a difference in it. Yeah. So that's the mental state. So to me, selfing is, is, is part and parcel of the mental processes. So about selfing, then, to go on to that with another short question, is, there's kind of a statement, you can tell me what you think about this. It feels to me like selfing is the only way to communicate with other selves out there, that is, other people. So when I engage in that, it seems to reinforce its hold on me, if you will. It's like, I'm really you. But it's not. No, I don't see it that way. The selfing is basically, what, when I'm using the word selfing, it's the act of being identified as a self. Yeah? yeah? This isn't a communication with others. The language that we use to communicate is uh, is very important in the selfing, for sure. So, the selfing is the act of being identified as a self. It isn't like a verb and a noun, it's just a verb, yeah? So when selfing is going on, it implies there's a self. Yeah? That's actually even before the selfing. So you can see this when people call me after they come into the talk and they go, uh, oh, I really got that, I really got that idea of selfing. And, you know, I wanted to call you and I, I, I've been selfing all day. Yeah. So they're, they're an illustration of what I'm saying, but they're not clear on what I'm saying. See, the feeling of being the, uh, the one who's selfing all day is the product of selfing. You see it? Yeah, so, so there's selfing, and then the selfing implies a self, and then the self is presupposed and now thinks it's doing the selfing. That's the diagnosis. That's the diagram. Yeah? Or they call me and then say, oh, selfing has been driving me crazy all day. So again, 
The selfing implies the one that's being driven crazy all day. That's the selfing. Now, communication with others is, is language, yes? And the language, that, let's say the narration in one's head is in English, the language is a subjective language used by objects, yes? So the object, the body, is claiming to be the subject. This is the essence of dualism, yeah? There's a misunderstanding. So the object, right, is cognizant of subjectiveness moving through it, but claims to be the subjectiveness as the body, yeah? So now the body is held as the seer the seer, the hearer, the taster, the toucher, when really there was seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, claimed by the mental process, yeah, the selfing, to imply the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and that's imaged as a body. Yes? Yeah. yeah. So the subject-objectness is being... Is being uh, the subjectness is being attributed to the body by the mental process. So consciousness is happening. There's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. There's I aming. Yeah. The mental process reacts to that and says the I am implies I am Paul. And Paul is imaged. The Paul is a subject object hybrid pictured as a body. So now the subject, that which is seeing, is the seer. The seer is doing the seeing. This is totally off. Why would you want to patch up the 50th step when the first step dictates all the others? See this, and you won't be looking from its effects. You'll see it. So you got to admit when you're living, like when you're in the water and there's surfing or you're in the zone and there's no one playing basketball, there's just a zone, yes? You've, you're, at, at that moment, there's, a, there's an expression of the verbing of it all. And that's what people call my peak experience or the zone or what I was there, whatever, yes? But as soon as there's a recognition that they were in the zone, it goes back to subject-object again. Exactly. So the thing is, is sort of like we used to always use the example is, you know, people have what they call epiphanies or let's say an epiphany has the person. And when the epiphany has the person, the sense of person is gone in a way, not like it was ever there to begin with, but it, it's muted like here. And yet and, and you can recognize when the epiphany ends is the it coincides with the thought I'm having an epiphany. You just saw the thief and the policeman. You just saw it. You saw something happening, epiphanying, and then the mental state claims it. Once it get, gathers itself after the whack, claims it, and now pronounces, I had the epiphany, or I'm having an epiphany. That happens to me in meditation. That's all day. That's, it's, it's not just in one topic. It's all topics. That's what's happening. There's, there's a recognition of verbing 
and it's not left alone. The recognition of verbing is used to imply a noun. So meditating. Meditating is claimed to imply the meditator. And it's the, it's the idea of the meditator that wants to go to the next retreat. Yes? Because if, in a sense, when you lose interest in the meditator, you'll feel meditated during the day. You'll feel meditated during the day, yeah? You'll feel... It's, it's just different. So that's the selfing to me. The selfing is a verb that's implying a noun. When it's taken to be so, the noun is presupposed before the verb. And then the language supports that, because the language is a subjective language used by objects. Yes? When we, when we talk about seeing, it's, 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 the seeing is just, just lazily assumed to imply the seer. Obviously, it's me who's seeing. Yeah? It's me who's doing, it's me who's talking, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. That's it. We're just questioning that. Maybe if you could feel, not just in those peak moments or when you're in the zone, but feel that all there is is verbing, yeah? And that the verbing, in one of the verbings, there's a verbing called the act of being identified as self. <laughs> it's like one little stream of the streaming yeah one little thread it's a verb the dilemma is when it's taken to be a noun <laughs> that's when that's when now everything once there's a noun place you see everything from the nouns point yeah at this at this situation you're giving everything all the me all the meaning it has from here yeah this is all imaginary. It's dreaming. There's nothing right or wrong with it, but you might as well know. Because if the dreaming, if the dreamt tries to get that it's dreaming, that doesn't work. But if you, if you talk to the dreaming about the dreamt, that goes somewhere. Yeah? If you talk to the dreaming about the dreamt, that goes somewhere. I try to use the mental process because I don't, I don't see it as anything to do with mind. It's a, more like a machine. It just, re, it just replicates and just on and on and on. It has no, not any quality near mind quality. Yeah? Yeah. So I just try to make a distinction of it because I think people... You know, they have the mind, and then there's the super mind. No. What we're calling mind, like Ramana said, is just a compilation of thoughts. The compilation of thoughts don't make a mind. They're just verbing. Yeah? Yeah. We could go on forever. Anyone, another question? I'm just getting started now. Mm. Who? Jeffrey? Yes, uh, Paul, Wang Po said to uh, do the follower, he said, 
remove or get rid of all discriminative and conceptual thought. What do you think he, he meant by that? I'd love to ask him. <laughs> I don't think you can get rid of the thought, but if you, if something wasn't interested in, it would be like you got rid of it. Yes? Yes, and then the follow-up question is, I like that answer, and then is, when you get rid of the self, right, which the presupposing, does the, do the verbs change in your life? Like, do you, do you verb differently? Do you choose, like, in a crass way to say different activities? Well, first of all, you don't get rid of self, because there's not, no self to get rid of. You just lose interest in selfing. Yeah? If the selfing isn't... If the... The selfing runs by interest and attention. Yeah? That's what gives it a life, in a sense. Other than that, it's just mechanical, like a ticker tape. But when there's interest and attention in it, yeah? It can... make the narrative of life from a sense of self supreme. Yeah. So there's no getting rid of it. And then the verbing... Well, if you saw that all there was ver was verbing, there's a stillness in that. Yeah. If everything is uninterrupted verbing, that's a stillness, yeah? So I think the quality changes, yeah? You know what I mean? You know, like after we do talks and we used to go out to eat, I hope one day we can do that again. The food, everything tastes really freaking great, yeah? And the sounds, everything is very, very uh, amped up beautifully. Not by any practice, just by attending satsang. So... In a way, the verbing may not improve, but let's say it's like an HD, high, high resolution type thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have lovely song, song uh, birds here, incredible, in the day. And if you're not constantly being moved by the uh, flagpoles of time, you can hear like the whole symphony going on. It's beautiful. Yeah. The greatness is uh, the noun of you doesn't get pronounced. So the verbing is seamless. It just goes to another bird or a squirrel or something. Yes. There's no big interruption. It's just, it's much. Yeah. Its melody is like uninterrupted by you. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So thank you for, uh, for answering. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good to see you. Have I, I never met you, have I? No, no. I'm, I'm down here in San Diego, but uh, someday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. I'd love to come up. All right. Yeah. All right, any other? Uh, Do you ever visit San Diego or no? I go to Julian. 
yeah. We call it non-Julian. For the pies, do you, do you get a do you get a good? Pie? I don't like the pies that much, but I, I have a friend that lives up there or over there, so we go there. Yeah. When it gets better, we'll we're gonna we're supposed to go down there and do a talk, so it'll be posted on the website. I look forward to it. Yeah, I hope to meet you. Hey, Alex from Toronto, how are you? Can you unmute yourself? Oh, good, bro. Happy to see you. Yeah, nice, nice, likewise. Likewise, great talk. Uh, all right, he's happy. Anyone else? Kristen, are you okay over there? Hey, Paul. Yeah, oh. um, well, one thing that's always come up for me, and I wasn't going to talk about it, but I guess I will. Um, is just like the like hating the body like being super unhappy with how it looks or how it feels and like that connection and i know it's like i start asking myself well okay who is that is uncomfortable or who hates seeing the reflection um but it's like i wake up and i still feel the same way you know like just very unhappy with the body i don't know Mm. Um, I know a lot of women that struggle with it too, that have eating disorders, um, or just have issues with food in general. Um, people get sober and then they, they have the body issue. So, um, they had the body issue before they got sober. Well, you know, that thing of asking who it is, I would stick with it a little longer to tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see, at least you'll get a sense that there's, uh, there's steps be behind, you know, you, if you, if you're going to look for a, a solution, go back. Yeah. 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 The thing is, is if it isn't you that is hates the body, then the, meaning that's given to hating the body will change. Yeah, the you is adding a lot of weight to it. A lot. We're not saying this isn't about a, like a get out of jail free card. It's about uh, traveling lighter. It doesn't mean everything's going to get great. It's going to mean there's a destiny to the action figure, but you'll travel lighter through whatever is in store for it. So you're maybe one of the deep mental grooves, as our friend Randy is called Samskaras, is this uh, this hatred of body. Yeah. Now it has a finite shelf life, though it may seem like it's forever, but it has a finite shelf life, and the weakening of it doesn't come by working on it directly, but by seeing who is it. If you're not that which hates the body, you'll lose interest in it, hating the body. Yeah. And then one day, without even knowing it, you may be feeling like acceptance of the body. And you'll be wondering, how did that fucking happen? Yeah. I've had it with, with a couple of topics in this life. I'm a little older than you, so certain things I didn't think were ever going to change, changed. Yeah. And once that occurred, it, uh, 
See, the head always wants to uh, pre present things in an extreme way, like it's never going to get better. It's always been this way. And it's not true, first of all. Yeah. So just, I would do the same thing. Just, who is it? And then when you say it's me, ask, who's that me? Yeah. And then at least you'll be affecting the uh, distribution line of meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Help a little <laughs> well, it's available, hon. Maybe it's uh, it's already there. I love, I lo you know, sometimes when uh, we're putting it off with this, the mental state always puts off the relief in time. Maybe it's now. Maybe it's here, eh? Yeah. Yeah. There was a funny trick a guy did in recovery. There's a, I don't know if everyone's in recovery, but there's a part in recovery where page uh, step six and seven, when you see your old defects of character, you ask them to be reconfigured. Yeah. And you ask that power to do it. And so the guy said, well, how would I know if it's happening? And so the guys, the sponsor said to the guy, well, act like, like it already has. <laughs> yeah well who cares which comes first the chicken or the egg yeah you have to see the mental state is totally drenched in time it it drives us crazy now with the hope i will be okay later yeah it's slavery completely Yep. Any uh, other? Nice to see you, honey. Great to see you too. Say hello to your mom and everyone. I will. All right. <laughs> Anyone else a question? Rob Maui, I have a question. Send me some of that. Send me those uh, acai bowls. <laughs> I got a question. Rob has a question. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about. Uh, Perceiver can't be the perceived. We talked about a little about meditation. Can't be the per no, the perceiving can't be perceived. Yeah, the perceiving can't be perceived. Yeah. And we talked a little about meditation um, and that. And I think when you look at it, the meditation part of it, um, you can't stop your thoughts. You can't, like you just said, you can't stop your thoughts, but you can perceive them. Yes, for sure. And well, you are already. Separate. Yeah. So once you looked at it as that, you can't be the thoughts that you can perceive them. Just like I can perceive the TV behind you. I'm not the TV. But if I can perceive my own thoughts, like I'm perceiving your voice talking, I can't be your voice or my thoughts. Exactly. Well, that's takes. See, the what I found by re, by relief is. Uh, the idea of my is where the weight gets distributed. So there's money, my money, health, my health, relationships, my relationships. They're completely different, the same word with my in front of it. I think that's what Ramana was talking about, though, with the mind. Use the mind to destroy the mind. It's like the stick 
And then after you use the stick, you throw it in the bucket. Yes, it's like the thorn. You have a thorn in your foot. You use another thorn. You throw both of them out. Yes, exactly. You want to... Yes. This isn't like denying what you're not. It's negating what you're not. Yeah. So if the thoughts come, you can just let them go. It doesn't matter. Just don't identify with the thought. Well, just admit you can't help but identify with the thought. And then see you're not that which identifies with the thought. But the perception or the perceiving of the thought just negates it as you, though. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. Because you're seeing it. Yeah, and yet that which is seen can't be seen. Yeah? yeah? Yes. Hopefully that will shift a lot of interest and attention. I don't know. I don't know how how the uh, distribution will be in your own, in what you call your life. But I, what I've seen is uh, the my is where most of the impact of meaning is being given, is the my. So by recognizing, like when I was in recovery, when I started in recovery, uh, obviously I was thinking the thoughts happening in this head were my thoughts, and I was the thinker of them, yes? And then when I realized after a few months, <clears throat> listening to people share their thoughts and their feelings and their, uh, and their experiences, I could only come to two conclusions. How did these people get my thoughts? Or they're not my thoughts, yes? I mean, yeah. if enough people have my thoughts, they can't be my thoughts. That's the terminal uniqueness, yeah? Exactly. So basically, we're saddled. It's almost as if we're all walking around with a space helmet and everyone thinks it's their head, yeah? And all you got to do is get an idea. Hey, I may not be this head and you can take the space helmet off yeah so suddenly now you see you're not the thinker of the thoughts and then you lose interest in partitioning the thoughts and these are good thoughts and you you're not like a fucking farmer of thoughts anymore you lose interest in them not by losing interest in thoughts but losing interest in the thought of being the thinker yeah you gotta say the mind of the thinking the verbing of the brain. Of course. That's all it is. It's the verbing of the brain, and it's happening a huge amount of time, a lot, so it's a very good pointer to the noun of being the thinker. Yeah? There is, yeah. There is no thinker without thoughts. The thoughts are happening. There's the claiming of the thoughts to imply the thinker, and the thinker is never seen as a thought. It's, you're, we're not recognizing it. We're recognizing yeah. thoughts, but we're not recognizing the thinker. That's the horse in front of the cart. Well, the horse in front of the cart, yes. So finally you see you're not the thinker, and what happens? You lose in, There's a loss of interest in the thoughts, which is what you wanted, but you can't produce. This is the dilemma. You want to lose interest in the thoughts. You can't as a thinker. <laughs> It's like going to a park and seeing 20 kids and then going to a park and three of those thick kids are yours. You're going to be a much more intent, attentive to the three kids that are yours. So there's a park of thoughts. And then as the idea of being a the thinker, they're all being claimed as yours. 
So you're bound to the thoughts through the idea of being the thinker. You don't go, who cares about the thoughts? See, if, are you the thinker of them? Yeah, if you're yeah. not, there'll be a loss of interest in it. They can, and what happens is you will observe that tight orbit will gain some space. Yes. It's like the receiver or the witness instead of the identity. Well, the identity comes after, the perceiving is before. I mean, what's yeah. seeing is before all the shenanigans. That's the one thing that it can't beat, yeah? You're before everything that's appearing. You're before it. And there's no before that before. There's, there's seeing and there's no seer. There's just seeing, yeah? You've taken as far as you can go, and it's obvious. Yeah. It's like walking or running or any, any verb. Walking, running, thinking. Yes, and then the whole, the whole structure weakens because of lack of interest. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, it's sort of like instead of being in a 2x4 room, you're in a 12x15 room. Feels a lot more spacious. There's windows, and you're aware of them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to clean them all the time. <laughs> yeah, so. Art from Dallas. Oh, now he's in New Mexico. You're moving around, Art. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Just. I'm, I moved out here. I'm, oh, you're in New Mexico. That's nice. Where? Yeah. Um, Ocitas. Uh, where's that? Between Santa Fe and. Everything in New Mexico is between Santa Fe and Albuquerque. <laughs> Everywhere I go is between Santa Fe and Albuquerque. You need to come out here. Yeah, yeah. I was there a couple years ago to Taos. Yeah, it was nice. We, we spoke at a chocolate factory. No shit. Oh shit, it was great. What's the name of it? Uh, I don't. What was the name of that place? It was a, a guy from Europe. He had his little uh, thing making chocolate. Unbelievable. But let's get to the point here. There is no. There is no point exactly. Pat Palmer. Pat, are you you asking a question? No, I wasn't going to. But now that you're. Oh Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. So this is off the subject, which was why I was going to wait. But I read in Nisargadatta, uh, somebody had asked him, what is real? And he answered, what's real is love. And I don't understand that. Do you? No. <laughs> all right. That's all I was going to answer. But now I, all I was going to ask. But I'll say that I'm very glad to have discovered these Zoom sessions that you're doing, they're wonderful. Oh, great. Thank you, hon. Yeah, it's so helpful. It's like if I hear something enough times over and over, different ways, it finally clicks. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Yes, great. that's our hope. That's our eternal hope. <laughs> if you can say it in thousands of ways, it clicks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone else ready? Uh, one more thing, Paul. Can you have the whole two hours downloaded? You know, you know, normally it's like about an hour and 20 minutes. But can you have the whole thing tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Great. Thank yes. you. Yes.
It's how long? What time is it now? It's 9.30. 9.30? Yeah. When did we start? 7.30. Oh, well, you got two hours. Yeah? Thank you. Yeah. Jeez, what more do you want? Who's this Rondine? <laughs> Rondine, who are you? Just say hello. I know you, Rondine. We met in Melbourne. I'm in Australia. Ah, yes. All right. <laughs> I have a, a fondness for Australians. This is great that we can see you live on Zoom now. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. It's 1.30 p.m. on Thursday. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, have, I do have a question about disinterest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it doesn't come naturally. Is it, is it just paying more attention to what's out there rather than in here? Is that one practice? Well, it's not a practice. You may observe that. You don't sit out on a course to do anything, you know, you so you're changed. You're not in the business of changing, but you're in the business of observing change. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't go. I didn't try to, I didn't have interest in losing interest. I'm just sharing what happened. Yeah. And what I've observed is I lost interest in a lot of things. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of those and a lot of the interest and attention didn't move to other things. It sort of hovered in somewhere else. I call it the presence. Yeah. So it's almost as if interest and attention stops. And that to me is presence. Yeah. And I have enough interest and attention to navigate through a day. No one has enough interest and attention to navigate through what's not happening. <laughs> Tons of shit can be happening in what's not happening. But in what's happening, it has a quality what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. Yeah? So it's pretty easy to attend to what's happening. Yeah? Don't you feel? So these are results, they're not uh, practices. You entertain ideas, things occur, and then you observe what happened. So you'll know the, you know the problem from the solution. So you get relief, and then suddenly it gets reverse engineered and tells you why you didn't seem to have relief, yeah? That's what happens, so now I know why I didn't have relief from relief. <laughs> yeah, I'm relieved. Now I know why I wasn't seemingly relieved. Yeah. It's so like we use the example of being in a movie and there's a big head standing in front and you can't see and then you realize it's your head. Yeah. All right. There's, so what happens? You sit down and then things, yeah, you see the movie better. Yeah, just keep coming back, honey. I have faith in the message. And I more than the message, I have faith in the target. Because all you're attempting to do is talk to the Buddha about what it's not. I'm not trying to talk to Paul about the Buddha. I'm talking to Buddha about Paul. Yeah? 
The Buddha is in the same space as seemingly Paul is appearing in. I've, it goes nowhere to keep talking to Paul about the Buddha. It doesn't. You know, if it was going to go somewhere, it would have by now. So we're switching it around. Talk to the Buddha about Paul. And then the Buddha goes, hey, I'm not Paul. And then Paul's better off. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. When the Buddha realizes it's not Paul, Paul gets the benefit. Paul does what was impossible for Paul to do, not by doing, it travels lighter as Paul. Yeah. That, that mindset that drove this action figure to shoot coke, to do tons of fucking shit, yeah? There's none of that there anymore at all, yeah? Things have been done for Paul through Paul that Paul could never have done, yeah? Yet, I could, there's an observing of it, and there's an honoring of it, and a great sense of gratitude for it. <clears throat> I think we're going to end. I can't talk anymore. Is that all right, everyone? Thank you for doing Zoom, Paul. We'll be Saturday at 1.30. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. PM, and uh, if... Hey, if you want to donate, please donate. And there's Venmo also to, under Paul Hedeman now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you this week. Hmm? Hey. We'll see you uh, Wednesday, Saturday. Aloha. Keep coming back. Aloha. Yes. Thank you, Art. Stay in touch. Trish, take it easy there. Good night. See you. Good night. Good night. Good night, Diane. Good night, Ashley, everybody. Yes. Bye, Randy. See you. I think it goes with. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, really. Hi, people. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it. <laughs> Uh. I didn't know it went to two hours. <coughs> uh. uh, here's the thing. Yeah. That's what it was. Oh, that's not good. That was twenty-five hundred. Oh, it's twenty-five hundred. Mm -hmm. oh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> Let me try it. Let me get the car. Let's just try it for a second. It's working. Can we get something? You want to eat something? I just want to go in there and try it. Uh, yeah. Just want to see the car go on for a second. <clears throat> this isn't the coronavirus. This is talking for two hours. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was.